WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's evening news 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. And there's a ton of it. He's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. A lot going on today. Hearings on Benghazi, Loretta Lynch hearings, and... uh, well, a lot of it, a lot of it went to the question of executive, illegal, unconstitutional, not respecting separation of powers, co-equal branches of government questions for her today. How'd that go? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's been pretty much smooth sailing for her. I mean, I think the thing she's got working for her most is she is not Eric Holder when you get down to it. So there hasn't been much drama, but Republicans certainly have come back again and again and again to the issue of the executive actions, especially on immigration by President Obama. Loretta Lynch, uh, currently U.S. attorney up there in New York, defended those, telling senators that in her mind they were a, quote, reasonable way to deal with millions of people in the U.S. illegally. Now, there have been a few times where Republicans have tried to pin her down a little more and get her to say something more definitive but she's pretty much sidestepped that a number of times to say well you know i wasn't involved in their uh, design i i haven't been involved in it i obviously have to find out more about how it works with the department of homeland security so we haven't had a necessarily you know what i mean a crystallizing moment or anything like that in these hearings of a, of a sharp back and forth soundbite or anything like that it seems to me that there will be some republicans that will vote for her, i think mainly because she is not eric holder the current attorney general well, it certainly is a big issue though considering this was a big campaign promise for the republicans on the issue of they're gonna they're not going to allow the president to use executive orders rewrite the law that was passed by congress and signed into law by a prior, prior president well, she made clear that she supported what the president did and 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 said that the line that he went up to was that well, what we've talked about before was that he did not give the people who are here illegally in the U.S. a pathway to citizenship or amnesty or whatever you want to call it. And that uh, this was a temporary measure uh, that was done in her mind with legal backing and underpinning. Obviously, uh, Republicans pretty much disagree with that and disagree strongly. They made that case today. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if that translates into any votes. Do you see any movement building to uh, maybe... Stop her nomination? No, I don't. I mean, I think there will be Republicans that vote against her, but I just there is no feeling whatsoever of any drama uh, related to this nomination. There was very little hype, very little buildup beforehand. I would bet this is the kind of vote where she gets 70, 80 votes uh, uh, for her nomination. I bet she's confirmed by the full Senate uh, in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Not how I would vote. You see, the Congressional Budget Office uh, blew the president's boast that he expanded health care coverage out of out of the water. Uh, That whole keep your plan lie just keeps getting bigger. The CBO now says that Obamacare will push 10 million uh, Americans off their employer-based coverage, which is a tenfold increase from their initial projection. And just to remind this audience, when we were debating Obamacare, I used the idea of a funnel. I said, imagine a funnel. And eventually, everybody's going to be funneled into the government system. Well, it may be some of what's at work now in that uh, the latest numbers out of the Health and Human Services Department yesterday, they say they're up to nine and a half million signups in the current open enrollment period for the Obama health law, which would be about two million plus more than last year. Of course, we don't have a breakdown on how many of those people did not have insurance before or how many people lost it in their current job and then needed to go through the federal exchange, healthcare.gov or, or some of the state exchanges. On the health care front, uh, the House is going to vote next week on another bill 
to repeal the uh, the Obama health law. Well, let's ACA. be honest. It's a show vote because we know it's not going anywhere in the Senate. Well, well, yeah, I mean, they, they, I would think they'd still try to do it in the Senate. But, you know, if you're if you're going to say that's a show vote because it's not going anywhere in the Senate, then just about anything controversial could be called a show vote because it's not going. Well, anywhere I think what in it's Senate. doing is it's putting it's putting new members on the record that they can go back to their districts and they can say, which is important, that they fulfilled their campaign promise to repeal Obamacare. But, sure, the, the, but the reality time, is still... conservatives like me are arguing that we never should have funded it through the Cromnibus for the entire fiscal year. Well, you can say that, but I, I don't think the Republicans were going to shut down the government over that. I don't think that there's even a majority of Republicans who would do that. Well, that's why I wanted a continuing resolution. But what do, what do I know, Jamie? There was a U.K. Daily Mail report. Pretty stunning figures. They they dug deep into the CBO numbers about Obamacare. This is what they found. And you like to find government waste, fraud, and abuse. You write a lot of columns about it. That it's going to cost the federal government, well, really the taxpayer, $50,000 for every person who gets health insurance under the Obamacare law, law, according to the CBO. That number comes from figures buried in that 15-page section of their new 10-year budget outlook. And the best-case scenario, they say, that they describe at the CBO that would result between 24 million and 27 million fewer Americans being uninsured by 2025 compared to the year before Obamacare took effect. Now, if you pull that off... That would cost the government $1.35 trillion, and they broke that down into $50,000 per head. It's a lot of money. Uh, it is. At the same time, I know the Democrats were crowing about another line in the CBO report in which it said that the CBO's original estimate on the cost of uh, the health care plan is it turns out to be about 20 percent more than their actual estimate now. So the beauty of this CBO report, which weighs in at uh, a couple of hundred pages, is you can go through it and find just about anything to buttress an argument on both sides. Uh, you know, the I think when you look at the deficit numbers, while the Democrats are talking about, isn't it great that the deficit's down to its lowest point in the Obama administration? You can look at the exact same figures and say that all the deficit's going to do is keep going up in the years ahead, especially with the baby boomers retiring. What do you know about the president ordering the release of jailed illegal immigrants uh, if they, quote, qualify for executive amnesty? You know, there was a report today that the AP evidently had gotten a hold of some kind of documents uh, earlier today and, and wrote a story about it that was very interesting because it said that uh, it, it, it talked about that agents were being told to identify immigrants who might qualify for those deferred deportation plans. But, of course, then it raised the question that I had immediately, well, if they're already in jail, then how would they be eligible to be released under this plan so they wouldn't have to be deported that i that to me sort of was a a, a bit of a, a a split there that I, I just couldn't figure out even from reading the story the 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 advice was called sort of unusual they did get the head of the customs and border patrol uh, on that story who said it was an effort to sort of figure out how best to use their resources but you know part of the discretion and it was talked about today in the hearings with the attorney general is trying to figure out okay who should be a priority to send back and who should not maybe that's all part and parcel of that all right, so one other issue, when the president gave his State of the Union address, he was talking about taxing what is called 529 savings plans, which most parents use to put money away, tax-free, presumably. Um, he's going to start taxing it as soon as they take that money out, which heretofore has never been done. Uh, the White House had to back off because of a lot of public outrage that all that money that they put away for their kids with the ever-growing increase in, in the price of college and expenses with college, uh, they backed off this, huh? Yeah, it's really something because, I mean, think about it, Sean. We, we change our minds from time to time, but let's get let's be honest here. I, I can't think of 
a State of the Union where you talk about something and seven days later you're throwing that plan overboard. I mean, this was a big uh, about face by the administration. Not only were they getting blowback from Republicans, and I think the GOP really thought that this was an issue that they could exploit because uh, there it is a popular program that a lot of people use up and down the income chain, but there are also a lot of Democrats who are complaining about it. And the backstory that's emerged is that Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats chewed on the president's ear during this latest uh, foreign trip that he was just on over to India and then Saudi Arabia, and that on the way back then they gave the high sign to get rid of this plan and not even included in the president's budget next week. The interesting thing is, if I read the the numbers right, and they didn't issue anything, but from the description of it, this would have only raised about a billion dollars over 10 years. So it wasn't a huge impact. I mean, that's almost a rounding error when you get into the budget. It wasn't a huge impact or anything like that. But it it went across party lines. And it was one of those things that, you know, I I mean, I'm a a perfect example. I'm a person that's saving money in a 529. And you're trying desperately when you look at how much college is going to cost. There's a lot of people that are doing the same thing nationwide. And I was really I, I think there were a lot of members who were caught off guard on the Democratic and Republican side that the president would have put that in his his budget. I mean, look, when you read the CBO well, he had report, voted against it as a senator. Oh, yeah. And, and, well, and, and, he, and he made a whole big deal during the State of the Union address uh, talking about income inequality and raising taxes on the rich and then paying their fair share. And then on the other hand, he turns around and whacks the middle class. I mean, people really count on that money. And college now can cost as much as two hundred thousand dollars in four years. Oh, heck, even more than that. You start getting up in some of the bigger, more expensive schools, and that's why I think you I look for the Republicans. I really, I don't think they're going to drop this issue. Look for them to come back with a bill, I would bet, in coming weeks and months that further expands the 529 program uh, and, and and makes it one that uh, that they can say, hey, look, we're the champions of the middle class when it comes to saving for college. No. It was obvious that this was a, it, it was it was one of those things that might have sounded good, when the budget crunchers were talking about stuff, but boy, it dropped like a lead weight once it came out. Yeah, really did, big time. Uh, all right, so what else is happening there today? Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think we're finally getting down to the maybe the final days on the Keystone XL oil pipeline. We're in the midst of a whole bunch of amendment votes on the Senate floor right now. Man, there were some rumblings in the hallway downstairs earlier that maybe we could get it done as early as tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, the Senate, uh, after that, as we've talked about, they're going to take up this Homeland Security funding bill, which tries to roll back the immigration actions of the president. Every Democrat in the Senate has now signed a letter opposing that House bill. So that's dead on arrival in the sense that there will be a filibuster to block it, which then leaves the question open of what do the Republicans come back with next. We haven't really heard what the plan B might be, but that bill should be up on the floor starting either at the end of this week or early next week. There was an interesting uh, vote today in the House uh, that drew a lot of Democratic support on a bill to expedite the export of liquefied natural gas. This has become an issue. Remember with Ukraine and dealing with Russia, uh, try to find ways we've been producing all this natural gas. Why not export it and help some of our allies? Uh, 41 Democrats joined with Republicans today in approving a bill that would streamline the uh, process to get approval for those kind of exports. And it was actually a veto-proof majority in the House of Representatives on that. Is anybody talking about Obama, his political team, traveling to Israel to uh, work against Prime Minister Netanyahu? Or is anyone talking about the State Department and talks with the Muslim Brotherhood group that wants to oust al-Sisi, the general? Uh, Or anybody talking about the ISIS threat to behead the president today? Uh, no, you know this place, Sean. Uh, foreign policy is always down on the uh, down on the totem pole. I haven't heard anything about that. Today. Anyone talking about America is not even among the top ten nations now for economic freedom? Did that come up? Uh, I haven't heard that today. What? Anyone talking about 2016 there? 
Uh, you know, 2016, I'll give you something I thought was interesting in looking at this week. I'm wondering about Ted Cruz. No. Because I, I've watched now Chris Christie, Jeb Bush, uh, Scott Walker, uh, Marco Rubio, all these people doing a lot of work out there and setting up new groups and everything. And I, I don't see that from Senator Cruz right now. And I'm just, uh, you know, I, I still believe he wants to run. But, uh, you know, there, you can't let everybody get ahead of you in that organizational thing because, boy, that is a very, very important piece of the, of, of the whole so construction. Are you, are you reading that as he's probably not running? I no no not at all. I just I just think that the others seem to be more advanced in their prep, and that is oh so important when it comes to uh, running for the White House. Yeah. And I, I just well, wonder... Ted Cruz actually today praised Michelle Obama on Twitter, uh, saying uh, kudos to the uh, Flotus First Lady of the United States for standing up for women and refusing to wear the Sharia mandated headscarf in Saudi Arabia. Nicely done, he wrote. You know, my only argument back, and I would say the same thing, except it would have been nice if they said, you know, women in Saudi Arabia should be able to drive, uh, not have to cover themselves, and they should be able to actually walk the streets uh, without being with a male relative. That would be a, a real advancement into the, you know, this century. 20th, 21st century? The 21st century, yes. Yes. That would have been a really big push. But that didn't happen, you know. But I think you knew that already. Roger that. All right, Jamie Dupree. We'll see you tomorrow, Sean. Most connected man in Washington, D.C., keeping us up to speed. A lot going on there today. All right, when we come back, uh, Jim Jordan, livid, along with Trey Gowdy, livid. Uh, we've been lied about, lied to about Benghazi. Now they won't even turn over documents that have now been requested for over two years, and these documents come from the State Department. Do you think this is related to Hillary Clinton's potential run for the presidency? We'll get into that next. Hey, it's that time of year again. Many of you thinking about New Year's resolutions. Believe it or not, only 10% of you are ever going to achieve your resolution. Don't be one of them. And don't, if you have a tax problem, don't let your tax problem be one of the things that you don't resolve this year. If you have a tax problem, take action now. Do something about it, because the longer you wait, well, that's more money out of your pocket and interest and penalties that will accrue. And don't forget the IRS has the power to seize your assets, your bank, bank accounts, and they can even garnish your wages. Now, Tax Defense Partners has a team of CPAs, tax attorneys, enrolled agents, paraprofessionals with IRS negotiation skills and experience. And with your authority, they're going to pull your personal and business records and find out exactly where you stand with the IRS, all at no cost to you. So you can partner up with these guys. Call their quick reaction team at 800-467-7777. Now, Tax Defense Partners are the only firm I recommend to resolve your tax issues. The only firm that you want representing you. That's Tax Defense Partners. They'll resolve your tax issues permanently at the lowest amount allowed by law. Call them now, 800-467-7777. That's 800-467-7777. When we come back, a pretty passionate Jim Jordan, angry. Well, it seems that the State Department's covering up for Hillary. Is it politically related? Of course it is. We'll have the details next. The land of the free because of the brave. It's the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 at AM 750.